Hey, what's up? It's the real-ass dude, Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Louis J. Gomez. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who's completely nude from his waist down and is currently spinning a basketball on the tip of his boner. That's Jeff Clark. Yeah, I'm like a Harlem Globetrotter out here with a heart on. <laughs> Hard on Globetrotter. Beaming to us from the dumpster behind Geno's in Philly. The homeless bearded hoagie addict known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Oh boy. Hoagie. Oh boy. Got them hoagies. Man, that's a fun accent. I wonder who started talking like that. Probably somebody who who moved from Boston and his accent never fully went away. Gotta get hoagie. Do not go home. You're the only like way that I know, or the only reason that I know that it's like a specific accent. I never like picked up on the Pen- uh, the Philadelphia area having a specific accent. Man, I spent so much time there when I was younger that it started fucking rubbing off on me. You think you have you had an accent like that at one point? Yeah, for sure. Was this was this not- during the days of that video that you posted on social media? Yeah, yeah, this was about <laughs> 20 years ago. Yep. Which was video that a did you located video? Uh, the video of me jumping off of Broido's grandparents' patio. And, when you broke your ankle? Well, shockingly enough, I didn't even break it. You can hear, like, this nasty-ass crunch sound, but it turns out it was just, a, like, a gnarly fucking sprain. And, uh... That was around the time when, I don't know if it was before or after this. No, it had to have been before. I, uh, we all got arrested. That whole crew, we all got arrested for drinking underneath the trestles. And we were going to jump off of them and stuff. Uh, but we got caught drinking. And we all got taken in for underage drinking. And I got community service and shit and had to go to alcohol awareness classes but since I got arrested in Delaware County, that was where I had to do my fucking community service and alcohol classes. So I had to work around my work schedule at fucking McDonald's in Jersey and then drive to Philly to do my community service. And I feel... Oh, yeah, because I remember I was limping on the last day of my alcohol awareness classes. To get my diploma, and then I started cheering as I hobbled with my crutches that I graduated. Graduated? Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't Got a little I bit of a laugh. I couldn't understand what the payoff was for that jump. Like, it looked like you were trying to break your ankle. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not very good at... I mean, if anybody wants to see this, it's on my Instagram, at Kevin Craft. I, uh, I never got the memo about the, doing the tuck and roll. Like, if you jump off of something high, you, you're supposed to do that, like, springboard thing and launch yourself forward, not try to completely absorb the blow of the landing right down on your feet. Uh, so I just, 
I I did the opposite of textbook. I did the one thing you're not supposed to do, and that's just fucking pile drive yourself right into the ground. Um, and when I I didn't think it was going to be that high, so when I jumped off the balcony and looked down, I got the butterflies in my stomach, and that's why you hear me go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and it it felt like I was falling for like five minutes. So my whole body turned to jelly. My the plan in my head fucking went out the window and I kind of just I fell as awkwardly as I walk I just yeah it's like that old Mike Tyson adage where everyone everyone's tough until they get punched in the mouth yeah 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 you thought you had a good plan until you were midair it's like oh wait a second yeah and then my body just was like all right, I'm going this this way and my other foot was like I'm gonna go over here and my spine was like I'm just gonna go limp and yeah, landed Man. with a thud, and that that sucked. That was uh, other than maybe that heartburn thing you were here for, Jeff. One of the most painful experiences of my life. So, I think I'm surprised you'd put that heartburn thing up there with it. Again, I don't have much of an experience with that, but I've broken my ankles and a couple uh, twice on the left one, once on the right. I've sprained my ankles and rolled them plenty of times playing basketball. They say a sprain could be worse than like a fracture. That's I mean, what not I hear. a clean break, but I hear it's actually worse than a, a break. Could be worse. What's up? I hear that's I've I've always heard that sprains are worse than breaks because I guess a bone breaking isn't as painful as muscles tearing. But yeah, I've heard something to that extent. I mean, I don't know. I I just know from my personal experience, I've sprained ankles. And limped around or put on boots or, I don't know, sat up with it for like a week or two and then was able to kind of get moving again. I fractured my ankles and that shit was the end of my summer. How painful was that? Oh, it was terrible. I cried and shit. I was like 12, 13. Did not. I was a bitch at 13, (laughs) let me tell you. I mean, if I went through the pain that I did, like just shredding my ankle like I did when I was a kid, I probably would have cried. Yeah, how old were you in that in that video? It looked like 20, 21. Like 18 or 19, I think. I mean, I definitely wasn't yeah. 21 yet because I had been arrested for underage drinking. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, what would you say, Jeff, was the most painful thing you've ever felt? Other than, you know, the first time you were taken anally. <laughs> All right, well, aside from that, I would... I don't know, maybe just because I, I just said it, I would say the breaking my ankles. I mean, there's a whole bit of like, there's a bit of an embarrassment to it. There is a bit of pain. There is a bit of like, it was the first day of summer and I heard my shit snap under me. So like, I don't know, being young and hearing your ankles break can be like, I don't know, traumatic possibly. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like think back like I was in shock or I just, you know, I just remember it being in a lot of pain and me knowing instantly that my shit was broken. I'm trying to think of like another like, very painful situation. Um, I mean, I haven't, I've been, I don't, you know, I never done any action sports like you guys. Like I skateboarded for like a week, landed on my elbow once and was done with that shit. Hey guys, check out this tray flip. Oh, my elbow. Fuck this thing. I want rollerblades. I actually learned how to Ollie. I could Ollie. And within a week. That's pretty impressive. All right. So, so within two weeks, I would say, yeah. And, like, my friends who've been skateboarding for a while were, like, impressed. Yeah. And they were talking shit. Like, oh, that's, like, the hardest thing you can do. It's only up here. You're only going up from here. Or it's only getting easier from here. And I was like, really? Like, I watch a lot of Tony Hawk 
inverts and stuff. That's easier than what I did. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't feel right. I mean, it's probably the, it's one of the steepest learning curves is just getting the hang of because everything stems from the ollie. That's like the foundation of skating. So once you get that down, I remember when I got my first skateboard. I thought it was like fucking Bart Simpson, like in the Simpsons in that opening thing. I thought if you just jumped, the board stuck stuck with stuck to your feet for some reason. <laughs> the fuck so, did I know about physics? When we put Cheech on a skateboard when he was like four or five, and he ollied like within five minutes. And come on. And we had him. We had him like keep doing it, and he could ollie. Like, he, is this like he when do it every time? Is this like when you said you beat the original Teenage Mutant Ninja no, Turtles no, game no, no, on no, the I NES? So listen. So we had. So he ollie. It's like when he said Michael Jackson stopped at his house to use his bathroom. <laughs> Don't talk about MJ that way. It's so, a Goonies joke. Yeah, Jeff. What um, the hell? You're chunk in this situation. Yeah, do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> do it jeff we're on camera come on no no no, no. not yet come not on yet. i'm not busting that out that's that's a few more episodes we're that's a few epi- more episodes that's episode that. 500 you guys gotta do some on-camera work i'll start whacking um, off right now don't don't you're so me. good at it though why should we take why would we take that away from you honestly and this isn't just a cop-out i do have to google the truffle shuffle to make sure i'll do it i can do it all right but i, I might bust one out today you know what i Anyways. think we should deport you <laughs> Send you what? back to where you came from. I've seen Goonies like three or four times, but it's seriously been like 15, 20 years. I, he just like I just, mashes his fat together, right? He just lifts up his shirt and just jiggles it. <laughs> he like convulses. I just watched it uh, a couple weeks ago again. It's a, it's a five dicker for me for sure. Easily. Yeah, I know movie. most people think that it's a five dicker. Um, anyway, so yeah, we had Cheech get on a, a skateboard when it seriously was like four or five, and he ollied. Uh, he he was able to ollie, <laughs> and it turned into like a situation where he could do it regularly. Not oh, like he ollied down like ten stairs. So we thought like we had something. Like oh my god, we got a prodigy. So like we went home, like told my mom, told my dad, like holy fuck. We didn't say holy fuck, but like oh my god, Cheech can ollie that's supposedly the toughest thing to, to do and it's the first thing like we gotta buy him a skateboard let's just get him a birdhouse let's get him a six skateboard let's get him sponsored. so we got him a skateboard and he literally never rode it like never they like, just didn't do anything with it man and cheech missed his calling he never maximized on all his uh skateboard x games prodigiousness is prodigiousness a word i think i was just reaching there it is now if it's not, it is now. You can be prodigious. Can you be prodigiousness? Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. Can you do that something right. that is full of prodigiousness? I'm sure some random people on YouTube are watching this. They'll be friendly and clean it up for me in the comment section. Yeah, they're, YouTube is always nice when they correct people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shuddy? Have you what ever? It's known what, was, for. what was your most painful injury? I mean, I've blown my knee out a few times so that would definitely be it what was the first time you blew your knee out again uh i was in seventh grade and was playing tackle football with kids much larger than myself respect it just happened like it does when you see it on a replay in the nfl 
kid just so your knee is supposed to bend this way when i got tackled this stayed planted and my leg bent like that and tore my acl oh but the hospital i went to had a bad magnet in their mri machine and the torn acl never showed up so then you tested positive for covid didn't you (laughs) the next year in eighth grade um i was playing intramural floor hockey after school and I planted and my knee twisted because there was nothing holding it in place and shredded the cartilage and ended up having to go in and get both of them replaced Fuck! before I was old enough to drive. God damn. That's a absurd injury for a non-athlete before <laughs> 16. Yep. Yep. Like, it's, that's usually reserved for people who are moving really, really fast. Man, that's just the life of a shuddy boy. Yeah, and uh, 13, 14-year-old shuddy was 4'6"-ish, about 120 pounds. So he was not... What the fuck were you doing playing football? You said (laughs) 4'6"? I was... uh, I mean, maybe that... I I was 5' foot until the summer between freshman and sophomore year and that's when i had my growth spurt um it's so four six might be got off lightly with a torn acl yeah but i was yeah i mean i was i was a little around pudge ball i'll have to somebody i mean my by that i mean my mother has pictures of me from around that time uh from a family vacation at virginia beach where I was boogie boarding in a t-shirt and standing outside of the water. And I'm just a fucking fat little fat kid. She's got uh, pictures of you and Dominic in the tub together. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry. I've been a little fat kid my whole life. Well, since I was like eight. So going on, you know, 26 years now. Man. Well, speaking of blasts from the past, so I think I've talked about this on the show in the past. When I was in Bing Bong school, I wrote for the school newspaper, and I wrote horoscopes, amongst other things. And they were always ridiculous. And I, they, the, the school submitted the paper to this big association that, like... Uh, I don't know, it's like the Oscars of school, high school newspapers or some fucking shit. So they, we got invited to it, and we go to this place, that big, big arena-style auditorium with hundreds of kids in there, all these different schools. And I brought home the only award for our school with my goofy-ass horoscopes, and I got this little medal for it. And I remembered it years ago, and I was like, fuck, I saved all those. I got to get them. So I, I, you know, every time I go visit my mom, I go through everything in storage, go through the attic and all that shit. And I eventually found the medal. I found the award, but I never found the horoscopes. I get a text from my stepdad a couple weeks ago saying, you'll never guess what I just found. And I texted back, holy fuck, did you find my papers? And he sends me a picture of like a stack of them. And I was like, oh, yes. 
So he's like, I'll, I'll get these out to you in the mail. Is there anything else in this box that you want? And he took a couple pictures of some of the shit. And there were like some old VHS tapes in there. And I, there was, one of them was labeled uh, The Curse of Grendel. So in Bing Bong School, me and my friends all had the same English teacher. And our final paper was on Beowulf. So we asked, we filmed everything back then. We were constantly like doing skits, stunts, um, just filming us fucking with people. Any point in, in time in our day, somebody had a camcorder out and we were like documenting stuff. And we were like, hey, can we make our final project like a skit? Like make a, make a mini movie? And he was like, sure. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So me and my other buddy, we both made like, videos like we scripted shit out like a beowulf story and i'm pretty sure the one that i have on vhs is like the goofiest one my one buddy put made like a 90 minute movie and he didn't even get it finished in time but i think they just gave him a passing grade to get him the fuck out of there i just did a quick little like eight minute one so i ordered a bunch of equipment off of amazon to see if i can rip stuff off of these vhs tapes i also found my beavis and butthead collection that i taped on VHS off the TV and my pivotal. my yeah. collection of salute your shorts episodes from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped to see what the commercials are like that I recorded too. Uh but cool thing about the Beavis and Butthead thing, I think even all the stuff they have released on DVD and home video and stuff is doesn't have the music videos cuz I don't think they could get the rights Correct. to it. So that'll be fun to see if I can get all those. But he got me the newspapers and it was since like the post office is apparently being dismantled two day shipping took two and a half weeks and what? it was frozen in transit a week after it shipped its last known location was New Jersey and there was no update for like nine days. It was fucking crazy. So I was like, no way I finally get those papers back in my life and now they're going to get lost in the fucking mail. But finally got pushed through, and they and it arrived the other day. So I thought it could be fun to uh, revisit some of the stuff in my old Bing yes. Bong School paper. Nice. I'm a Virgo, so lay it on me. Do your work. So here's the thing. This is Volume 1, Issue 1. It's the first ever edition uh, printed by the school. Because it didn't even have a, a school newspaper yet. Even though I think to get it graded. I think the school was started in the 60s. Never had a school school paper. Flipping through them, I don't know how I won an award for these. They're not that funny. <laughs> Especially the first installment, because I feel like I was trying to be semi-serious through most of them. And so you just, you just made them up? Yeah. <laughs> how does anyone do it? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Any, I don't know well, the I first mean, thing about horoscopes, so I would just assume they're all made up. Well, I mean, uh, y- yes, that's a valid point, but I meant that he wasn't taking, in, you know, taking information from somewhere else. These were completely original. Yeah, you weren't plagiarizing from like. Oh no, never. No, I wrote. Th- I wrote them, like, and then like, I my teacher pulled me aside once and was like. I think this was after I had won the award and it went to my head. And he was like, look, dude, 
I like to give you free reign and freedom with your creativity. But some of this shit is just getting too fucking weird. You got you to gotta re- rein it in a little bit. Like, I, I forget. Do you have... Do you have papers there that are post award? I don't think so. I like I, there must be a big chunk of them missing because I know after I won the award, the paper put a little seal next to the the heading for it and said um, the award, award winning, winning crafty horoscopes. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, they're they're not really all that funny, especially this first installment. The What's truly going to be gold is this section called Campus Speaks Out. So, this is this a snitch hotline? This is the bottom two-thirds of the paper, or the bottom, bottom third of, of the paper. Above it is a big article that says Diversity Week. And, it, you know, it's a big write-up on Diversity Week. And then underneath it is the Campus Speaks Out. What do you think of Diversity Week? So they went and asked the fucking bing-bongs what they think of Diversity what what is that an old ancient wooden worship <laughs> so <laughs> this one girl was asked what do you think of diversity week and she put i think it's okay cuz it gives us something to do nice. and teaches us about <laughs> diversity <laughs> oh you I, don't say i see nothing controversial about what she said <laughs> yeah diversity week teaches you about diversity very insightful. Thank you. We must rush this to print. That sounds exactly like how Tom Brady or Derek Jeter would answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the ultimate in middle of the road political answers is from this kid, Gordon. When he was asked, what do you think of Diversity Week? He said, diversity is good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did they they printed these quotes in the paper in the in the podium? Yes. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, was there was... more to his quote than that? Or no. did it just say this is good dash Gordon? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to because I don't want you know blow up anybody's spot, but I'll see if I can hold it up here. Uh I fucking showed his face. Shit. Fuck! I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Hold on. Well, Hold spot. But here's exactly what he looks like. Hold on. I've got, I got. Just come, just come clean with his name. Yeah, he doesn't look like that anymore. You'd never recognize him. You'd never pick this guy up out of the lineup. Now. I got fucking post its all around here. Hold on. Uh, oh, no, that has the hotline phone number on it. Can't use that. I'm going to hardly hear you. I know. All right. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to try here. All right, his full name is covered. Okay, so that's almost like an onion quote. It's fucking ridiculous. Dude, I'll do another installment next week. Campus speaks out. The subject, Columbine. Oof. Did you read the the quotes already? Oh, yeah. You can't. You oh. can't leave me on this type of cliffhanger. Hey, I need it, to hear what what they said about Columbine. I guess you'll have to download next week's episode, Jeff. <laughs> Do, you <have> any <laughs> Do you have any crisis actors? Dude, it's let's just say it's problematic what some of the people said. <laughs> right. Are we going to show any of the uh, those guys' names? <laughs> no. So I, what will, it, I will do my best to censor it, those. 
what issue was that? It might the have Columbine issue. been four because, you know, when Columbine happened, uh, one of the kids at the school, one of my you know best friends there, his cousin was went to that school and was there for the shooting. I don't think he got shot, but he was there and like witnessed it. So it hit him like Fuck. hard. And the front... so your school newspaper didn't start till junior year. Yes. And in the past, I thought that it only started my senior year, but no, okay. this is from 99. So sorry. I, didn't I fucked up your story. No, but the, but... The, 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 the whole front page that, that month was my buddy whose cousin was in Columbine wrote like a huge article on it. And then you get a couple pages in campus speaks out. What are your thoughts on Columbine? Woo. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Hot takes. Yeah, some hot takes. Yep. Um, so, let's see. Again, this is just a little bit of a teaser. I've got nine of these newspapers survived. So we can we can we make this a running bit for a little bit. Jeff, yeah, what was your... Sounds like two months. What was your uh, sign again? He said oh, Virgo. Virgo. Okay, Which Virgo. this would also be Sharon's. Beware of falling spoons. Don't ask me what that means. Go on with your bad self. Be rebellious and let your true colors show. But do it in private because the world frowns on it. <laughs> so, st- so stay in the closet. All right, thank you. Yeah. And your lucky okay. numbers are 42, 89, oh. and 1982. 82 wasn't alive. <laughs> 42, that's Mariano Rivera and Jackie Robinson. You said 89. Who was that? I can't think of a football player from the Giants, 89. That wasn't so bad, though. Stay in the closet. Be on the lookout for flying spoons. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. Shuddy, you're Capricorn? Capricorn, Because I know yep. you're you're born on Christmas. Oh, yeah. This is this is the same. Yeah, this is, this is a very mellow one. It's time for new beginnings. If you're not doing so good, now is the time to reverse everything. Keep in touch with family. Their support will greatly help. Uh, oh, and I did this a lot, too. Don't forget to leave some money outside dorm room 207 in Quabbin Hall. Good karma. That was my dorm. Is it you? Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, there was a lot of self-serving in this. Every I'm a cancer, so every cancer horoscope was like the greatest thing in the world. What was read it? A lot of good news. Um since this is the one that kicks it off, it's not all that great, but it says good things are abound. You will be showered with love and gifts. Life is going to turn around for the best. Prepare for the time of your life. And then in parentheses it says, this horoscope is not favorable just because cancer is my sign. And the lucky numbers were <laughs> seven, a question mark, and negative ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is kind of funny, though. <laughs> Shuddy, your lucky numbers are 28, 36, and 109. I don't know what that means. Um... Yeah, this is another, the, the Taurus of, of this edition says, you might have problems this week, but don't go crying to anyone whose name starts with a K. <laughs> Remember, what goes around comes around. Be sure to be generous, especially to people whose name begins with a K. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should have had a pen name though while you were doing this. I know. Um, have you thought about what your pen name would be? Well, it looks like I tried to pull one of your um, Kevin Craft classic things because it would always feature the um, sign of whoever's birthday it was. <laughs> and it says, Happy birthday, Pisces. Let's see what the crafty clairvoyant Kevin predicts for you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I trust that you didn't do those with K's, though. Crafty no, and clairvoyant no. wasn't with a K. No, and somehow Crafty is with a C. That might have been an editorial decision from the teacher. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a yeah. sound one, too, actually. Pisces is lame. It just says, come on, bury the hate. Don't be stereotypical. Expand your horizons. Try new foods. Visit new countries. Try your foreign tongue. Try Albania. I hear it's nice. Bring me a souvenir. Week sounds like you were using the Pisces horoscope to promote diversity week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that there was also one that I shit on every month, but none of these look necessarily all that bad. <laughs> like, like an ex-girlfriend who's a Leo and you just dump on Leos all the time. Yeah, like uh, I because I, Cancer was always really, really, really good, and I thought I had one that I just picked on all the time. But none of these seem like that. Uh, Aquarius I really wish was there were some better diversity quotes. Your artistic side will show. Let it shine. Make sure you don't cut your ear off. Don't ask people <laughs> to do nude portraits either. That's not pragmatic. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about the use of pragmatic, but you. I mean. They are witty, they're funny, and I would find it humorous in the first newspaper. I mean, it's not like they had a lot of horoscope writers that offered to do it, I'd assume. How I mean, did yeah, how did you get the horoscope? Is that what you wanted to be doing? Yeah, I think I pitched it. And pragmatic was also we had a a class that was like a mandatory class called pragmatics. So that was like a buzzword none of us had heard before. So it was just like an inside joke that we all said. Like if someone farted, we'd be like, that wasn't pragmatic. <laughs> what, so, did, what did you learn in pragmatics class? Like ethics and shit, pretty much. Like the golden rule? Pretty much, yeah. I remember we had this one kid... Um, very strange guy. Like, if you think I walk like Mr. Burns, he put me to shame. You'd be like, wow, Kevin, you walk normal. He, uh, also had like a bit of OCD. So he would overly wash his hands, like super, super scalding hot water, long periods of time, many times a day. And sure. I saw the avenir. We had one of the teachers name was Miss Lucy. And he called. He used to call her Miss Lucifer, and every time he did, she got he, she gave him detention. And he was he like raised his hand. He was like Miss Lucifer, can I go use the bathroom? And she's like, detention. Don't call me that. And yes, you may go use the bathroom. So he was gone for like twenty minutes, and he comes back. 
his face was beet red, beet red. Like he scrubbed the fuck out of his face and there was soap dripping off the end of his nose when he came back. It's kind of sad. Hopefully they did something. They provided the resources that kid needed to reach normal. No, no. There wasn't any of that. I thought you were going to tell me. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> obviously, you uh, you teased it with the whole OCD thing, but I thought you were going to tell me a little bit better of a story. I used no. to go missing in, in senior year of math class, come back sweating because I'd get into some uh, heated ping pong matches. But I had senioritis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had swimming class with this kid, too, and she was also the swimming teacher. And he was Mr. doing... Lucifer. Yeah, he was doing the breaststroke. And he just looks up and he goes, Miss Lucifer, I'm going to defecate in your pool. She's like, get out! Detention! <laughs> this kid is good. I like this kid, though. Yeah, I don't even remember his you, name. I remember what he looks like. Gordon? No, I wasn't Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, let's go Did to you your yearbook Gordon? real quick and let's see if we can find him. I mean, I knew it was there was like 120 kids in the entire school. So like you knew everybody. I didn't like hang out with them. Um I also did movie reviews. And then I don't even remember doing this. I apparently did the crossword puzzles too. I don't even know how you make a fucking crossword puzzle. What are some of you did the crossword puzzle in that issue? There's no there isn't one in this this issue. The only movie I reviewed was eight millimeter. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. They wow. pulled the plug after that, huh? I remember Over Kevin Craft classics in the podium. <laughs> Holy shit. What a fucking I know. movie to review first movie to review for the Brand spanking new high school paper. What a responsibility yeah. to take upon yourself to teach everyone what snuff means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so I, I would love to hear this review. I can I can summarize it Good and movie. give you a couple of yeah. pull quotes. So the the way it worked on the weekends, you know, since it was boarding school, we were all trapped there seven days a week. And on the weekends you would, you know, breakfast was at a certain time. And then there was a table with all these different signups you could do for like daily activities. So one, uh, one big thing was the Yankee candle store. Like you could go to the fucking Yankee candle store for the day. Woo. Hold on. You could go to the mall. I love the Yankee candle store. I love Yankee candles. Like there were mall trips. There was always a movie trip and the movie trip had like multiple pages. So they would tell you what was showing. They had to pick movies or all around the same time. So, you know, they could bust people in there and bust them back. I was the only person who signed up for eight millimeter and there always has to be a teacher in each movie showing. So there's no unsupervised kids. So it was me and my teacher watching eight millimeter together. And I think we were the only people in the theater too. Was it a guy or girl? It was a girl. So spoiler alert, I gave eight millimeter Four dicks. How many dicks? Four dicks. How many? Four. Nice. Uh, let's see. One word can be used to describe this movie. Wow. <laughs> Eight millimeter is a movie that will make you feel every emotion known to mankind. But beware, this movie is not for people who have normal minds. It's very disturbing and dark. Many scenes will make you want to stand up and shout at the screen. It's probably the reason 
Mr. Blank has decided not to send any more school trips to see this movie. <laughs> uh, let's so see. The teacher went back and did not give a favorable report oh, no. to the film. It was squash. They, that was the first and only outing they made for the students to see 8mm. Um, <laughs> the movie begins with an investigator, Cage who is called by the widow of a late business tyrant. She tells him about after her husband's death, she found a hidden safe. Uh, inside the safe was a psycho short film in which a young girl was brutally murdered by a masked man. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Cage is asked to investigate this murder and gets tangled in an underground pornography society that gets more and more sickening as the film goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an accurate description of the plot, though. Yeah. You're not a bad movie reviewer at a young age. How old are you again at this time? You're 14, 15? No. No. I was 16, 17. Uh, let's see. 16. At this point, I was 16. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, did so did you kind of sneak into the rated R movie? No, because I had, no, a, he had Guardian. an adult with him. Hmm, of course. Man, and then my buddy Pete had a music review section, and this really puts a timestamp on things. These are the the four albums he reviewed: Sixteen Stone, Tragic Kingdom. Mm. Hold on, Hello Nasty. Nope. Uh, all right, I'm all out of guesses. What do, what do, what do you have? So these weren't all like released that week or that month. So he reviewed Incubus Science, Corn Follow the Leader, Sublime Rob in the Hood, and Limp Biscuit three dollar bill, y'all. And he, he gave Limp Biscuit five dicks. <laughs> Ooh, bad take. That didn't age well. That no. would have probably been what I would have given that record at that time as well. He put, I love Limp Biscuit at that, at that point in life. I think I did too. Uh, but he wrote a great album, rap and rock. Most teens favorite kinds of music. How about those two combined? <laughs> Why not? Uh, this CD was number one on various music charts for weeks. I suggest picking this one up. I give it five stars. It's like an ice cream cheeseburger. What's not to like? <laughs> you should reach out to Pete, ask him to listen to that album and re-review it and see if he stands by his statements. I know. Man, I haven't talked to him. That should be a segment on this show. Oh, and check this out. Here's another sweet thing I found from my past that got included. I think this was included in the packaging just as stuffing to keep things from rattling around. I remember oh, that okay. fucking hat. A Cousin Eddie hat. Yeah. My Mad Bomber. I remember it. I think that hat's cool, though. That's, I mean, if you were in a spot that you could use it, I think that'd be a nice little, I don't know, piece uh, addition to your fashion. Are you yeah, going to bring could... that with you once you're able to go back to the mountain snowboarding? Oh, I fucked my hair up. Uh... Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Good question, Shoney. But my, so this was a gift 
from my mom's turd of an ex-boyfriend that I hated. The, the, the religious one? Yeah. It was like the one cool thing that came out of it. He gave me a mad bomber hat, and I loved it. I used to wear it all the time when I would run out and make snow forts and shit. So this that thing... Doesn't, that doesn't make you appreciate him a little bit more? No, fuck him. He was a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> great great winter hat taste, though. Yeah. Um, Shuddy. You, uh... Yes. You had a, a piece in that, that bad weather that, that swept through the East Coast, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad here uh luckily the basement in my house didn't flood um but a few weeks ago i moved into my very own executive office and that flooded on tuesday oh my executive office uh curse you so i had i spent the last week cleaning it and getting rid of the water and making it so it was habitable again. Uh, but the real issue... Do you have issue, a nameplate outside of your door? No. Not yet. Shut it up. happen to be going to happen. Does it happen to be in room 109? Because according to Kevin Krav's horoscopes, that's one of your lucky numbers. No, it is oh, yeah. not. How about, how about 28? The phone number... For the office, though, has three sevens in it. Oh, well, that's Kevin's lucky number. No, wasn't seven one of... Oh, no, 28 was... Yeah, you had 28-something and then 109. Yeah, all right, never mind. Uh, the real crux of this is the office uh, is attached to an antiques and collectibles store uh, that's had several cool things that I've been trying not to buy. Uh, and there was, there's a, was a vintage rancid poster. Wait from a the second. Late 90. Are you telling me that rancid posters are now in antique shops? It, well, it was like, a one of the booths has like vintage posters and stuff. So all kinds of old posters. And they had this rancid poster from 1999. That was 50 bucks. God damn. And for since the shop opened, I have been of trying so hard not to buy it. I couldn't justify it. Monday afternoon, I finally pulled the trigger on it and it was in plastic with a cardboard backing and I didn't have a frame for it. So it didn't go up on the wall yet. So I just left it leaning against the wall on the floor. (laughs) Your rancid poster got flooded. Yep. Fuck. Uh, Shredded. But it only got about that much water. And I went over after the flooding stopped on Tuesday, I went over and started pulling furniture and stuff out of there. So the carpet could start drying and I got it out of everything fast enough. So it's just a little bit water curled, but no, it's not, it was salvageable, but it is definitely no longer worth the $50 that I paid for it and did my due diligence to confirm that it was a fair price before I bought it. Fuck. So 
You mentioned that there were many things at this antique shop that you had your eye on. What what other yes. antiques was Shuddy Boy interested in purchasing? Um, the same guy who sells these vintage posters has comics and stuff. Most of his comic collectibles and stuff are Star Trek in in that little. But he's got um, uh, a one of the uh, lithograph printing pages that they use to screen from a Thor comic from the sixties. Um, there's a couple of eight. Uh, there's a 1982 Avengers book that is, that has the cover a thing that has the cover and then has one of the original color guide sheets for the printer. So it has like what all the colors are supposed to be. Um, and then there's this really cool Stan Lee thing with an original artwork page from the incredible Hulk. That sounds like it would be pretty pricey. That last it's one. $500. Yeah. That's not too that bad. Not, no, it's not, but it's, and the other stuff is between 90 and $150. Oh, that's not that bad at all. There are like modern no. comic pages that go for way more than that. <clears throat> yeah, it's really cool stuff. And he has a lot of cool vintage tiki mugs too. Oh, I want a piece of those. Yeah, I haven't sent you. I just, I realized as I was saying those words, I should have kept that part to myself because I forgot to send you your birthday present this year. So... Curse you, Shuddy! So It'll you, probably take eight weeks to get there if I put it in the mail. Yeah, for real. So, Shuddy, your, your new home, which you've been talking about how mm -hmm. uh, problems seem to keep springing up and you're, you're trying to whack-a-mole them all away, you didn't, you didn't get dumped on by having flood damage to your new home, right? No. The, our basement... Anytime it rains hard, we get water in the basement, so we have a sump pump. Um, it did not flood nearly as bad as I expected it to. I did almost bust my ass in the basement on Saturday because we apparently got more flooding than I thought, and uh, I stepped somewhere thinking it was just basement floor and it was a mud slick. <laughs> oh, oh I, shit! <laughs> uh, but I managed to keep my balance, so there is a little bit of cleanup that needs to be done. Uh, yeah, because God forbid, there, but... God forbid that floods, and then like a whole bunch of poopy underpants just start floating up and surfacing. Well, there, I mean, there's yeah, nowhere down there, luckily, that there could be any poopy pants hidden. Oh God, I hope that uh, was just mud that I slipped on. But because it floods, we don't even store anything down there. We have a, just a completely empty basement. Set up uh, a beer pong table. The ceiling is not high enough. What? What? The, the you need to raise your hands? You get on your shots. <laughs> no, like, there's parts where I have to duck down. Ah, like, what a bitch-ass basement. really unlevel. Yeah, it's not... Get a refund. It's not good for yeah. anything. Basement. 
No, the we fuck? need the basement. I have this amazing great room. Half a basement for having a shitty basement. Fair enough. And apparently a flood, so basement's yeah. not all that cool, anyways. No. Man, you drown. But the the road all around us flooded. And they were the the major road that goes through Quaker Town was so flooded. Uh, they were doing boat rescues. Holy shit. Anybody like Dominic didn't get shredded or anything? No. Nope. Well, that's good. We Quaker Town is in like a marshy area and we're below the floodplain. So all the creeks and, you know, marshes all flooded. And that's where all the water came from. They rose too quickly and it just... It, the flooding started around noon and then was dissipated by evening time, for the most part. Word. Well, but it was definitely flash flooding. Did uh, did you guys watch anything since we last met? Uh, I thought it was more homework, but I I did American. I, I watched American Pickle, the new Seth Rogen HBO Max movie. Yeah. Well, it can't be homework if not everybody got the message. Well, so I, I I thought I thought the message was given. That's. Uh but uh, I think I did. I'll have to. Oh yes, I did watch something. I uh, I had already to been um... reviewed. I had to pull the trigger on finally figuring the ins and outs of HBO Max out. And it took a minute. I had to reset, you know, because I'm one of the last few old fogies holding on to cable. So I I have, like, my cable login written down, and I thought that was the same as my HBO login but it was being a real pain in the ass. And then I found out it was like two different logins, but the same password and it fucked me all up. And it took about a half hour, but I did enough troubleshooting where I got HBO max up on my, my PS4 and I just did a little bit of exploring on it and looks like it's got a solid movie library. It has a huge movie library. Yeah. Some good stuff. I added a whole bunch of things to my, my watch list and, and whatnot. And, there's the Studio Ghibli stuff, like, you know, uh, Totoro and Spirited Away. They have all of those movies in its own section. Uh, there's an Adult Swim and Cartoon Network section, and I saw they have a bunch of episodes of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which I fucking loved as a kid and haven't seen it in decades. So I got really stoned and watched one of those last night, and that was, that was entertaining. That was fun. It's weird. I forgot how big some of the the people they got on that show. Like in one episode, they had Janine Garofalo, John Popper from Blues Traveler, and Dave Grohl. I was like, holy shit. I have never, ever seen an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah, fun. I don't know what you're talking about, but those are awesome. I people. enjoyed the original Space Ghost cartoon, and when it wasn't like that, I had no interest. You didn't want the silly stuff? No. It's, it's I feel like you know this. Where's Janine Garofalo been lately? I think mostly doing stand-up, I want to say. I mean, obviously so she's not still now, like, but I thought she was doing stand-up for a while. So she's, she's been a, a stand-up for 20-plus years? 
I could be talking out of my ass. Close to 30. Yeah, I think she started doing stand-up. I don't think she was an actress and then started doing stand-up. I think she was a stand-up first. Huh. She just had like her, you know, her 15 minutes and hasn't been in things. How the fuck do you spell her name? It's all weird. It's like Jane Annie. Yeah, G-E-A-N-N-E. Right? (laughs) No. J-N-E-J-N-E-A-N-E. Janine. No, you. I'm just going to look up a movie she was in and go from there. But uh, I don't know. I, I always like men. This one character on Space Ghost Coast to Coast, Brack. He's like this weird cat monster and he talked all goofy. And apparently he's not even in a whole bunch of those episodes. I thought he was like in it all the time. I thought he was like his sidekick. Like so did I. Andy Richter. No, it's it's uh, Zor- Zorak, this weird little like praying mantis monster. He's on every episode, and then I guess they oh, only had okay. Brack in a handful of episodes. But I remember him being like the funniest part of the show. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, you know, when I'm stoned late at night trying to fall asleep, putting a few of those episodes on. But yeah, American Pickle. I watched American Pickle as well, Jeff. What'd you think? Uh, well, so I think you you mentioned this from time to time that you wonder sometimes as you're watching movies what I would how I feel about the movie. I don't know if that came into your head this time, but what do you, so let me answer a question with a question. How do you think I felt about the movie? I think you didn't like it. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan. Um, <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn is really one of my, the idea of Brooklyn and what it's become is really one of my least favorite places in America currently, not Portland or Seattle bad. No offense to any Puminati who may stem or might be out in that area. Sokovich looking at you, but, um, I don't know. Like this is a, this is a typical thing when comedic actors make it, you know, like Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, um, who else did this? someone else, Michael J. Fox or back to the future, but where they start playing multiple roles in the same movie, it's almost like they got to like, I don't know, try something different. And I don't know, look to like, it's like they're bored. It's like, fuck it. Let me, let me do, let me do double duty on this. So that's, movie. that's a genre you don't appreciate one actor playing Apparently multiple not, roles. No. Oh, I think this would have been better as like a sitcom, like almost like a Mork and Mindy type, sitcom but the mork is the old green bomb herschel green bomb uh seth rogan's i guess great grandfather in the movie seth rogan's character's great grand well fuck this is hard to say what was seth rogan what was younger green mom's name for i think ben so they the the premise of the movie for people who haven't heard about it it starts like uh in eastern europe in like the early 1900s and old school seth rogan meets a, uh, his his wife and they try to start a family and he tries to hustle and make money and he works at a pickle factory and falls into a vat of pickles and gets unknowingly sealed in it and the brine preserves him for a hundred years and then the old abandoned factory is discovered again and he's somehow revived without aging at all and finds his only living descendant which is current day Seth Rogen and the two of them have to like 
interact with each other and live with each other for a little bit. And I, I, I feel like I definitely liked it more than Jeff. Cause it was, um, it was just a mellow movie. It wasn't very long. Um, it wasn't like a painful watch or anything. It was just a nice mellow dramedy that had some, some sweet moments to it. And I thought Seth Rogen did a pretty good job. I feel like they, he did, I mean, they were both vastly different characters. So he didn't, it wasn't like, man, Shuddy, I don't know what you're doing. That's fucking me up. Sorry. (laughs) No, I'm opening up a banana fudge bomb pop. Man, it sounded like you had a macaroni in a pot. You got some wet ass pussy. No, I was having a real hard time with this. Squeaky ass rapper. Uh, I feel well, like we were we were both on the same page. Snack. It was noise from rappers. Yeah, where do you get these wonderful toys? The store. I'm an adult. I can go to the grocery store and get whatever the fuck I want. Yuck my also, dick. Uh, but as I say that, Sharon also tends to bring home a lot of good stuff she finds for me. So uh, now, go maybe, back to reviewing um, an American Pickle, and I'm just going to suck this fudge pop. Seductively. <laughs> I, I didn't oh, check. Oh, I apologize to everybody on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see. Did he deep throat the fudgesicle? No, he took it out and banana. licked it. Bottom to top. Seductively? Yeah. Like this. Oh man, I I do not like seductive shuddy. Hey, let's give it a try. I'm always down to workshop some new, I don't know, bits or alter egos. I didn't check out of American Pickle early, and I am being a little tough on it because I was, uh, I don't know, I didn't think the jokes were that good, and like the storyline of Ben Greenbaum's failed app i thought was pretty weak and i can commiserate in a different with with what is it called freaky scenes yeah i can commiserate with uh with failed apps so that that struck home for me <laughs> yeah but how how they told it like how the story happened it was just i don't know it was too fast the, the premise was too thin like i didn't like that but it was lighthearted. it was an easy watch it was only 90 minutes that's all good and fine it was not it wasn't Seth Rogen trying to go too far outside of himself. So, and I like Seth Rogen. I do. And I don't want to be too critical of him. I just feel like he's coming from like a place of where he's made it and he doesn't have to be edgy anymore. And this is kind of the response or this is, this is what comedic actors do when they make it type thing. So I'm just kind of riffing on that, but it wasn't a horrible watch. Um, I actually try to watch it in my living room on my Amazon Fire Stick on the HBO app. And apparently Amazon doesn't have HBO Max. It's just like a different, uh, maybe HBO Now or something. Yeah, that's what so I've like, heard. I couldn't find American Pickle and I was I was pretty frustrated. I had to watch it in, in, my, in my bedroom. Yeah, because I just watched, uh, you know, um, that three-hour director's cut of Dr. Sleep. And that was on Hulu. And it was listed as like an HBO Max thing within Hulu. And I was like... Oh, maybe the the Hulu account got an upgrade with HBO Max, but when I lur- looked for an American Pickle, it wasn't there. So that was when I had to go through that whole ordeal of getting HBO Max logged in on my, my PS4. But that seemed to do the trick. It seems like a lot of people are... And I found that with, with Disney Plus as well. Like when Disney Plus came out, 
it there aren't a ton of apps available for it. In my in my bedroom, I have a Blu-ray player that's got like Wi-Fi in it, so it has Netflix and Amazon Prime and weird apps. Like like I get Sirius XM on that Blu-ray player, and there's Tubi and all these other weird ones. Disney Plus has never made it to that. I feel like when they first launch, they don't put it on a ton of different platforms. So I've I've noticed people are struggling to get HBO Max pulled up on, it's a, on their devices. A bummer that I can't watch HBO on my Roku TV anymore. Hmm. Oh, HBO Max isn't available for Roku. It is not. Oh dang! I fucking hate Roku. I think they're the worst of all those. Like really, Chromecast. I. I hate Chromecast. I thought I think Chromecast is like the easiest, most basic, and that's yeah, why I like. Yeah, there it. are Hulu doesn't won't Hulu doesn't Chromecast. It doesn't, doesn't. cast. Oh no, that's a, all right. That's good feedback. Thank you, because uh, I'm I'm I am firing YouTube TV. That's a that's a whole another separate conversation. But those motherfuckers are axe. Oh yeah, ASAP, and we I'm gotta have to you. We gotta have you rant about that when we're done with the reviews. Because <laughs> I know you're pissed. I don't want to use any colorful language on YouTube about how many YouTube. green bombs. I don't want you to either. Dicks are you guys sucking? Yeah, how many Seth Rogen pickles are you gonna suck? Well, uh, one more thing. Who? What were you rooting for in that? Like, what was the payoff? That's what I was struggling with. Well, like, time. without giving too much of the plot away, it seems like there's an odd couple thing going, and then they a wedge is driven between them and they hate each other and then it just becomes like a, a war type thing where they're like taking shots at each other so i think really that the trailer does not i know give that impression at all so my so the movie- i was rooting for the two of them to rekindle their friendship and get along again all right i see i uh i really liked that was like the part of the movie or the part of the story that I really enjoyed. Like fucking the beef right wing Herschel Greenbaum just going <laughs> scorched earth on Twitter. <laughs> if you tax, if you tax Herschel, I'll murder you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Love that energy. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, like it was, it was a dramedy and I knew that going into it. So I knew not to expect like super bad, you know? Sure. I knew it was going to be more of like uh, an independent dramedy type thing. And I feel like it, it delivered. It was a nice, lighthearted 90-minute romp. And it actually made me want to eat pickles a whole bunch while I was watching it. <laughs> did you get Did you get that? Were you, were you sitting there watching it like, no. Oh, fuck. Hey, Cheech, you want to run to the store and give me a pickle? <laughs> Maybe give me the dill pickle kettle cook chips. The ruffle ones. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Uh no I no I didn't get I didn't get any pickle vibes to be honest. Oh I wanted pickles. No I liked that part. It was it wasn't horrible. And again I've said that I said this every every review totally. But I like that it was short and sweet. Um, other notes do I have? Oh, I was totally with the with Herschel on that beef. Like his anger with how with how they handled, I guess, his family remains, whatever. I don't want to give up too much of it. You know what I mean? Like his his beef with all that stuff and how Ben Greenbaum, younger Seth, dealt with like family tradition and all that stuff. Like I felt him. It was, it, 
and it was just funny and authentic and I, I don't know i liked it it was funny like because you always say like um you imagine what i'm thinking when i'm watching a movie that i know you're watching i yeah. for sure while i was watching it was thinking oh man jeff is totally with herschel on this one. <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent on herschel's side <laughs> like when he when he's like i'm i'm just gonna raise all the money i'm gonna buy the billboard and i'm gonna tear it down i was like fuck yeah dude <laughs> And that kind of like laser focus was like, I don't know. It was kind of inspiring. Yeah. And Ben, <laughs> younger, younger Seth, he did pull some bitch boy shit. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Which I knew like Jeff was sitting on his couch be like, oh, you fucker. But do you did. Don't snitch. You, you just said it was bitch boy shit. Yeah. So you deep down inside, you, you agree with me. Yes. For a lot of the times I was like, man, young Seth should just stop being so petty and fucking bro down with his great grandpa. He could probably convince him into doing bong hits. If he really just yeah. massaged the situation properly. It was a good bit though. The whole social media stuff and just yeah. asking him like his honest feedback on shit. He would just, yeah. What's your Whoa. outdated century old opinion on this hot button issue? Oh, I will yeah, tell you, you? <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, with all the cameras looking at you, how do you feel about Jesus Christ being everyone's Lord and Savior? <laughs> it's like, fuck. Uh, but I'll give it, I'll suck. Man, you talked an additional pickle into my mouth. I'll, I'll give it 2.25 American, I'll, I'll suck 2.5 Seth Rogen dicks. All right, all right. Yeah, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it a little bit more, and I'm going to suck 3.75 Seth Rogen pickles. I thought right. I had some legit funny moments early on. I liked the relationship between them. I was bummed out when the when a wedge got uh, put between them. And it did fall apart a little bit towards the end. And then the ending just felt rushed and out of nowhere. I was like, whoa, wait, it's over? I, yeah, thought, I, I thought more stuff was going to happen. But other than that, it's definitely worth a watch when you know there's not a whole bunch of new stuff coming out. Uh, and you definitely don't want to be, I don't know, bogged down with bummer shit, you know? I don't really want to watch anything that's a bummer right now. And it was nice. It was a nice little break. I don't care. I'm what I'm down for whatever's good, but I hear what you're saying. Shuddy, Some what did positivity you... isn't terrible. What'd you get into, Shuddy? Uh, we, we finally watched Knives Out. Oh. All right. And... I went into it kind of reluctantly. I know that you had great things to say about it and I haven't heard anything bad about it, but it just didn't seem interesting. And I was very wrong. Yeah, it's a good flick, right? It is was very good. Uh, and as much as I didn't like Daniel Craig's accent in the trailer, it did not bother me as much as I thought it would. And uh, I thought it was an excellent movie with and all the twists and turns and good acting. Chris Evans being a complete shit bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was awesome. Like it was. It was yeah. I, everybody was excellent in it. Everybody. Uh, what was Daniel Craig's accent again? He sounded like Foghorn Leghorn. He's like, oh, I do declare a murder has taken place here. What is it? Yeah, it's like Louisiana. Very much like that. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in the deep south. Yeah. Uh, 
what was his name? Benoit. Oh yeah, like Benoit Gumbo Jambalaya or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed very on the nose. He's got some Creole to him, or Cajun, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me look it up. Yeah, I'll get his sure. I'll get his real name in it. Knives out. But... Actually, he was Benoit Blanc. I, I like that accent. I like that. Ben, Benoit accent. Blanc. Yeah. Um, as much as I fucking can't stand James Carville, I really do like his accent. Uh, it. Hot take. The, the, the way everything comes together is. Asian. Is really, really. It was. I re, it was really creative. I think. And visually, it was it was well shot. Like I, I just liked the whole tone of the movie. Yeah, because what's his name? Ryan Johnson is a big Who Done It fan. Like he loves Who Done It movies, uh, novels, and stuff. So, and this was, I, I believe, his first Who Done It movie. So he, I'm, I'm sure he was very careful when crafting it and putting all the pieces together. And were you aware, Shuddy? that there's going to be future installments following Benoit Blanc taking on more cases. I thought I had heard that. I really hoped that was the case because I really liked the character. Uh, maybe he uh, can I, help I, me with my ranchid poster. Uh, <laughs> and Anna de Armas was great in it. And that whole story, uh, it just, it was, she's so hot. Oh my God. Uh, I was creeping was, on her butt in that movie so hard. <laughs> uh, it was it. I was. It's definitely a four and a half dicker. Nice four and a half Benoit Blanc dicks. <laughs> you never saw it, yeah. Jeff? No, I'm into whodunit films, and you gave it a good review. And people you I have know it? gave. Do you have Amazon Prime? It's also on HBO Max. I do. Here's Max. the thing, though. I, I've banned this movie. So I've, I've uh, people have given it good reviews and I've heard good things about it, but my fucking bitch ass brother spoiled oh, it for me. That's right. Oh, I remember that's right. that. I do remember that. I remember he acted, that. Now. He didn't spoil it directly, but like him and my buddy Paul were talking about it, like in the living room, and I was like in the room walking in between, but oh, like around. Hello. And 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 he i don't know bill was asking paul what the ending was and paul's like what are you sure like i don't want to spoil it for you and bill's like you don't i don't give a fuck and like before i could chime in he's just like blurted out who did it and i was just like what the fuck and bill's like what who cares it's like a two-hour movie who cares if you know that it's like (laughs) the whole fucking thing is an investigation what are you talking about like that is the point of the movie Man, Bill's got Bill's got some interesting takes on things. So, has enough time gone by where you forgot what the twist was, or do you still remember it vividly? I just know who did it, but what I had heard from people, and maybe you guys can uh, verify this or support this, but like me not know, me knowing who did it doesn't ruin the entire movie. I don't think it does because I saw it when it came out. And then I remember I went and visited my mom over Christmas and we wanted to go see a movie. And the only thing that made sense was Knives Out. And I'm like, and she really wanted to see it. So I wasn't about to be a stick in the mud. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll go see that again. And seeing it a second time, it was still fucking awesome. Okay. 
then maybe I will watch it. But I do have Amazon Prime. It's good to know that it's on that. And it's on well, yeah, for it's free. On HBO Max as well. And I, yeah, I just heard that. I, someone was telling me that you find out not too far into the movie, maybe the middle who did it. Um, again, not kind trying of. to spoil anything, but like I'm just trying to talk myself. That was the part that was most confusing to me. Like, how do you have this all together and still have a movie? You know, where is it going to go from here? And the the twists and turns at the end uh, were highly unexpected. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll still dig it, Jeff. Oh, all right, I'll check it out. I believe you guys. Uh, I, I believe I, you, Shuddy, not you, Kevin. Well, eat my ass, Jeff. You son of a bitch, you. I did watch another movie that just came out this week. A quote-unquote horror movie. Oh, boy. Uh, it was... I, I was seeing a lot of tweets about it, and it looked kind of neat. And I should have known something was up when it was billed as an existential horror movie. Because uh, Shape of Water? No. No, actually, like... And Jeff just slinks off into the distance. It's actually like... I have to uh, get a refreshment. I just want to go on camera with it. Oh, okay. Jeff's going to go drink his own piss again. Uh, this He's sucking his dick. Exactly. <laughs> oh, i got to make a cum pina colada. Gulp, gulp, gulp. It was the um, pretty much the definition of an existential horror movie. So it's called She, she Dies Tomorrow. And... It basically starts with a girl, and she's like, I'm going to die tomorrow. And then it's about 10 minutes of her touching things. Like, she lays on the floor, and she, like, runs her fingers across, like, the threading of the wood, the knots in the wood. And she's just, like, feeling that. Then she starts a fire in her um, backyard in, like, a campfire thing, in a little burner, and, like, before she puts the log on the fire, she's like touching that. Ten minutes of her just touching shit. Then she with no dialogue, I'm sure, right? Not really. And uh, then I would have been out. She calls a friend and does the whole "I'm gonna die tomorrow" thing. So her friend comes over and she's like, "You relapsed. You're being weird." She's like, "I'm no. I'm just. You ever just get a feeling like I just know it. I'm gonna die tomorrow." And her friend's like. You're fucking weird. You're using again. This is weird. Her friend gets home and then her friend's like, Fool, I'm going to die tomorrow. And then she goes to a gathering with her brother and her brother's wife and their friends. And she walks in and her PJ's all weird. She's like, I'm going to die tomorrow. Fool. And then the people that were at that party with her a few hours later, they're like, I'm going to die tomorrow. And that's the fucking movie. More and more people just keep going, I'm going to die tomorrow. Just a roving depression? It is the stupidest fucking movie. The I didn't really like the woman who stars in it, and I can't fault people too much because I got an annoying bitch-ass face as well. But <laughs> she... Don't talk about herself that way. She had a face like... You ever look at somebody and you're like, I bet this motherfucker gets offended by everything. She had that face. It, it just... I've never Is seen... Is it a, resting bitch face? Is that what they would call it? I guess a little bit, but just... I don't know. There's something about it. It was just this pouty, whiny, 
like wannabe student film that was just uh, it, it fucking pissed me off. I hated every fucking second of it. I just wanted how long was it? An hour and a half, and it felt like a four hour movie. I was just like, please, all you motherfuckers that think you're going to die tomorrow, will somebody please barge in here and beat you all to death with a bat? Please, please, something save this movie. It was... I was infuriated. I was pissed. I was fucking pacing around my apartment when it ended, just like, oh, you motherfucker! Did you keep watching it, hoping that it was going to get better, or... At one point, why did you keep doing that to yourself? At one point, I thought maybe something happens that redeems it. Like I've gone to see movies before where, like, the first twenty minutes, I'm like, Woof, "What a piece of shit!" I can't wait to give this a one dick review. And then something cool happens, and then the rest of the movie is awesome. And it's like, all right, that kicked ass. If they just matched the first bit, that could be like a potential four and a half dicker. But since the first bit blew, I got to grade it on a curve. So I kept thinking that maybe something would happen. Like, oh, at least that was interesting, and then it turned. But it stayed the same level of shit consistency start to finish. By the time the credits started rolling, I wanted a fucking refund. I was ready to... Because I got it on demand. I, was, I wanted to cancel my fucking cable provider. How dare you let me rent this? Toy! Toy! Fuck that movie. How dare it call itself a horror movie? Nothing remotely creepy happens in that whole fucking thing. And then I thought... Do they they try and stop themselves from dying? They don't do anything. They just mope. It's just like a... It's like Final Destination with less initiative. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. I saw that it had gotten good reviews... And I thought maybe I'm just dense and because well, I was thinking like, okay, I get it. Like it's showing how a thought can spread and how a negative thought can like um, spread almost like a virus and the thought of dying and confronting your own mortality is freaky. And if it's never brought to the forefront of your head, you don't really think about it. But then when it's there, it's hard to get rid of. I'm like, but that can't be it, right? That's so stupid. And then I looked at the reviews of people that loved it, and they basically just said the same exact thing. Like, I didn't miss what they were being so fucking, like, artsy-fartsy about. I totally got it. It was just stupid. Stupid. Toy! Toy! It's people whining about death. Yeah. It was the whiniest, pretentious movie. I'm gonna... Because it got really good reviews, and Jeff, I know you hate Rotten Tomatoes, so we can shit on... Rotten Tomatoes. I, I just so looked up they a were couple, wrong, huh? I mean, it's not like Rotten Tomatoes writes the reviews. They just aggregate film critics. Uh, For sure. But it's not like a whole bunch of people can't think of one, can't agree on a stupid idea. Oh, so then I, I keep seeing more tweets about it since I've watched it. People are legitimately trying to give it credit for being like the first real scary coronavirus movie. Like, oh, it's it's a true quarantine lockdown movie for the COVID times. They fucking filmed it before COVID. There was an accident. That a yeah, thought was it... spreading like a virus. 
they fucking accidentally just just so happened to be like that. And people are like, oh, it's so brilliant. What? They didn't mean that. Hmm. Eat poop. She Dies Tomorrow is nothing if not a celebration of individual eccentricity, something it manages through the jagged novelty of its form and the distinctiveness of its principal actors. Can I get some ranch with that word salad? (laughs) Personal and painful, empathetic without resorting to cliches and platitudes. Here's a review I, I, I side with. The reviews with. are so fucking pretentious. They're, that's exactly how the movie is. It's that pretentious. It, I guarantee you all these fucking people hated this movie as much as I do, but they have, to se- they have to seem deep and praise it. This guy, here's a fucking real-ass G, if I ever saw one. Sean Edwards of Fox 4 Kansas City. Shout out to you. I want your thoughts yeah, on keep every on movie Fox. going forward. He says, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Depressing, random, and dumb. What did I do to deserve this movie? Who knows? <laughs> Zero out of five. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Wow, what's this guy's name? I'm going to start reading his movie reviews. I know. Sean Edwards. Has he, has he reviewed? Can you click on his name and get anything else he's reviewed? Let's see. Um, Just did a fucking drive-by on... She's dead tomorrow, whatever the fuck this movie's called. She uh, dies tomorrow. He was she kind of tomorrow. more towards Jeff on American Pickle. He gave it three out of five, but still gave it a rotten rating. Uh, he liked, But that's according to Rotten Tomato. You're on his Rotten Tomatoes profile page? Yeah. Gotcha. Because there's other movies. I've never even heard of these. The Secret Garden and Work It. He gave both of those three out of five, and those are fresh. But his three out of five for an American Pickle is rotten. So is that is that like an editorial oh, decision no. by Rotten Tomatoes? Like they read the context or they read the what he's or saying and they these reviewers attach a fresh or rotten to the reviews when it aggregates. And that's what they pull from. Okay. I I break with them here. He gave the rental four out of five. Uh yeah, Marriage Story. Stuff. Gave Marriage Story four out of five. Palm Springs five out of five. Um, he gave Palm, he, Palm Springs as a five-dicker for him. Yeah. Jeff, was Greyhound <clears throat> that Tom Hanks movie you watched? Yeah, it was fucking terrible. He gave that two out of five. Okay. I like this guy. Uh, What's it, one, one more time on his name? Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards from Fox. Fox Kansas for City. Kansas City. Oh, he did like, uh, he gave Eurovision three out of five. That's questionable. Yeah. Uh, oh, and he liked Portrait Dude, of a Lady on Fire. The first scene with Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell doing their whatever, doing their, their little song, like their music video that they're like, I don't know, pretending is a music mm-hmm. video, but they're really in their parents' basement. I was dying, dude. I was dying. When the first like 10 minutes of that movie, I was like, oh man, is this going to be a... Is this going to be a four-plus dicker? I, I had high hopes. But yeah, it did, it did end up sucking. Sean Edwards, keeping it real. Yeah. Uh, he gave that. Coffee and Kareem, the Ed Helms Netflix exclusive. He gave that zero out of five. <laughs> uh, he liked Extraction, four out of five. Nice. 
I'm yeah. excited for that new Netflix movie that's coming out with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What's it called? It's like Power oh. Power Pill, I think. I don't even called. know. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, it's it's like an action movie about like this this pill that people are obsessed with that gives you superpowers, but I think they it only lasts like a short amount of time, like 15, 20 minutes or something. Almost like what's that? What's that drug? What's like the shitty version of saliva, right? Saliva is that? No. You mean salvia? Salvia, thank you. Thank you. Salvia. Uh, so I think it's just like a quick burst like superpower pill high and so like limitless. Yeah, but it's more superpowers than like like than super intelligence. Extraordinary like cognitive abilities where that guy can see like four steps ahead on like a chessboard or even further. Like you actually get superpowers. But it's like an action movie. It's Netflix. I'm excited about it. I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I just, I assumed you guys saw the commercial or something. I got to see if this dude's on Twitter. I like him. <laughs> I'll throw you a follow, sir. Yeah, let's see. We can be She Dies Tomorrow Eskimo Brothers. Unless he's just fucking tweeting out fucking gifts all day or memes. Is this him? Oh, Oh, hopefully he's like I a, did. A I found him. Each. Uh, yeah, I might follow him. We'll see. <laughs> Tom Cruise follows him. That's a good endorsement. What? Yeah, man. Tom Cruise also follows like fifty-three thousand people or some shit. I'm not one of them. Neither God am I. Damn it, Tom. I followed Tom. He didn't follow back. I think he must have done follow. a massive like follow back spree and then just stopped. And then I think his reps just run his Twitter now. Did you did you follow him while you had a blue check mark? No. Back in my Maybe that's a secret. My pre check mark days. Maybe I should him unfollow him and then follow him and see if he follows me back. See, I would assume that Tom Cruise wouldn't be active on Twitter, so I wouldn't want to follow him. But now that you're mentioning that you do follow him, I'm very jealous because I love Tom Cruise and I don't want it to seem like you like Tom Cruise more than I do because that is not. But I do. (laughs) This just proves it. No, that's not how I see it. I'm going to follow him right now, you motherfucker. Would you suck his penis to save his life? Because I would. (laughs) No, no, you get no, you got me in your face. (laughs) million? That feels light. Yeah, you should just follow him. Just give him give him an extra bump. Be part of the change. Be part of the change you want to see, Jeff. (laughs) No, I'm uh, I'm on board. Fifty two. He's following fifty two thousand followers. Or excuse me. Yeah, fifty two thousand. Yep. And unfortunately, we're not one of them. But that's okay. You'll follow me one day, Tom. Or you'll rue the day. <laughs> Will he, though? No. No. <sighs> All right, well, before we go, I did want to throw out one other random recommendation. So they, I- this new game came out called Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I think that's the, the stinger on it. It's currently... 
free to download on PlayStation. If you have PS4 and you're a PS Plus member, it's a free it. free download until I think they're getting rid of that the first week of September. It's also on PC, but it's a $20 download. So it's it's a battle royale kind of game, but you're these little like butt plug slash minion guys in essentially a, a game show, like most extreme elimination or wipeout. So when you play a match, you join a game with 60 people and they put you on this obstacle course and this little minion butt plug thing is running around racing all these other butt plugs and there's a, a qualifying mark. So if you survive to the next round, then like 30 people go on or something. And there's a different mini game. And it keeps whittling it down. There's five rounds. The fifth round is the final one. And there's usually like 10 or less people, I think, in the final one. And then only one person can emerge the winner. So it's set up like a game show. And then if you win, you get like extra currency and rewards. And it's got a battle pass kind of like Fortnite and games like that where you, the more you play, you get XP and you level up and you unlock new like costume pieces and emotes and colors and stuff. But it's, it's kind of neat. Like I, I, if anybody's on the, the top tier, the $10 tier of Patreon, I made a video of me playing it for the first time. And it's, it's a fun way to, to kill a little time. It's very goofy and colorful and bright. And just feels like a twisted, weird Japanese game show mis- mixed with Wipeout and Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. I mean, it's definitely worth. Did the you free. migrate any of the Poo Poo Team Six over there with you? Uh, I've been playing. I played a couple nights with Ginger and Juice. How is he? He's is be- he already elite at it. Yeah, he's better than me. I watched him win like two or three rounds. I've yet to get a, a full blown win. Man, he's such a virgin with those video games. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a complete bitch when I play with him. Yeah, just... he, he must be one real badass, I'm sure all of his opponents on the internet are saying. I just fall off a cliff because it, it's the controls are a little awkward and like on purpose. There's this one thing that I've played a million times and it sucks. It's like seesaws. It's all these seesaws and you have to run across them. But as other people get on it, it'll tilt. And, like, if it's down low, you can't jump very high. And you can't get to the other platform. So you have to keep, like, running and trying to balance on them and shit. And if I think if it's tilted too much and you jump from one seesaw to the other one, your legs just give out from underneath you and you fall into the fucking slime. And I got very close to ripping my underpants off my body in rage. <laughs> That's my favorite way to express, exp- for anyone to express video game rage. Almost ripped my underpants <laughs> off. But yeah, it's a it's a cool game and definitely worth it for a free download while this limited time while it is free. Shuddy, I know you've downloaded it, but you haven't tried it yet, right? I'm looking at it right now. It looks ridiculous. But no, I have not played it yet. It's very silly. And the music feels sounds like it's from Splatoon, this Nintendo game Splatoon. But yeah, I don't know what that is. Check it out. I think I think that's that's where you like it's not spray paint, but like slime random places. You gotta color it. Yeah, you paint it. You that's exactly with. what you do. Yeah, yeah. You shoot paint yeah. out of guns or or paint rollers. 
Yeah, <clears> cover <throat> as much of the map as possible before time runs out. I remember you talking about that stupid fucking game. It's very fun. All right, yeah. It's addictive, I'm just, too. I'm just trolling you. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's Fall Guys. All right. Ultimate Knockout. Ultimate Knockout, yep. And they're going to do it like, because uh, it does like Fortnite seasons. So I think this season is two months. So I think when it ends, they're going to, season two is going to be new mini games and stuff. So it's, I don't know, it's going to be something to watch. And it was so popular. I tried to make a video of it for Patreon over the weekend. And so many people downloaded it and started playing it right when it came out that their servers crashed for quite a while. So I had to wait a couple days before I could even get into it. I was going to say, Kevin's nerd hole has that much pull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So or many people got a server it. to crash. Yeah. And YouTube. Oof. It broke both servers. Fuck yeah, dude. Shuddy, did you have something you were trying to get in? Yeah. Um, I had another random review also. Oh. Uh, I, when I picked up my comic books on Friday, um, in my uh, bin, they had, I didn't even, they just randomly sometimes recommend stuff and uh, I didn't even think to ask about it, but I got the first trade paperback of a book called Undiscovered Country by Scott Snyder. Uh, and I've read the first two issues of it and it's really fucking good. Um Basically, at some point, well, in 30 years in the past from when this book takes place, um, the United States completely closed its border to everyone. Um, and and if, even if you were a U.S. citizen and outside of the country at that time, you could not get back in. Um, and then the rest of the world has divided up into two other factions that are Europe and Africa and then basically Asia and uh, Latin America. And Wait, Asia and Latin America on the same side? I think it's, it's Pan-Asian. And when you think Pan-America, that's like South America and Latin America. It covers my and favorite like, subject. And Canada. Segregation. Um, <laughs> and... That part of the world is going through a global <laughs> pandemic and it's six months from wiping out the whole population outside of the United States. So it's topical, you say? Very, very yeah. topical. Um, I've never even heard then, of this. Neither did I. And uh, they get a message from inside the United States saying that they have a cure and that... Um, that they'll, if you, they want to send, if these outside people want to send emissaries, they'll work with them to give them the cure and it gets a little bananas in the first two issues. Hmm. That sounds and promising. I won't go into too much more detail, but it's by Scott Snyder, whose Batman stuff I've really enjoyed. Yeah, he's a good writer. Um, I like him. And it and looks I've, like it's... I've enjoyed the other stuff he's done for Image also. Um, yeah, because it looks like he's he's co-writing it with Charles Charles Soule. I like him too. Yeah, it's a good book. I like his Swamp Thing stuff. Um, I read the first two issues of the six issue trade already, mm. and it was it was good. 
I'm gonna have I to check that out. Recommend it. Fuck yeah, some sweet comic recommendations from Shuddy. Love it. All right, man. Well, hey, this is where we part ways, friends. If you're listening to us right now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtubecom Hour and see it. See the podcast. <laughs> People have been asking for it for a long time, and we've delivered. Yeah, here it is. And this is exactly what you've wanted the whole time, right? You've gotten it. Yeah, you get to now see Jeff spinning the basketball on the tip of his boner. Yeah, yeah, going hard on globetrotters. I didn't knuckle my. Uh, nose today. I wasn't mining for gold, as I would say. I did a pretty good job of monitoring my nose picking. Do you feel like a heroin junkie? Like, oh, I can't wait till this fucking camera's off. Oh, I'm off. fiending. I'm gonna pick my this nose camera so fucking goes hard. Off, I'm just gonna. Oh yeah. When this camera goes off, just... yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm gonna get Allie's paw in the mix. I'm <laughs> using both my hands and and some of Allie. Oh, hey Cheech, you want a piece of this too? Come on. <laughs> get in here. <laughs> Gotta make it more comfy in my nostrils. <laughs> These fucking seesaws suck. Oh, you're doing you're playing Fall Guys? Yep. Son of a bitch. MSPH is only for Madden. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this episode's probably gonna suck. <laughs> I just started playing it. Oh stop it. Alright, I'm being dramatic. a little dramatic. I'm just kidding. I'm just come on. I know it's all good. So, hey, friends, if you need more Mad Scientist Party Hour in your life, you're in fucking luck. We got a Patreon, man. If you go to patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour, you can sign up. The $5 tier has the bonus podcast where we record every week. And uh, have you set it up yet where people get a Discord invite automatically? Yeah. Yeah, and it's worked for some people. One of the homies (laughs) that we play Fortnite. I mean... There are people that said they didn't receive one, but I feel like th- that's an error on their end because there are people <laughs> I know who have gotten into Discord who I haven't invited. A bunch of people. Our homie Warren, who we play Fortnite with here or there, a Canadian friend. I didn't invite him. He, he got in because he's a Patreon subscriber. And thank you. I really appreciate it, Warren. But Nice. So, yeah, it is, it is working. Okay. Um, but, yeah, some people who are already in Slack, they maybe didn't get the email or it didn't in they didn't they didn't get in through that way but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure everyone who is in slack is in discord now and Word. and i'm and i'm very confident that every new subscriber uh, is getting a discord invite so and then if you want to be on uh, the the Puminati extreme elite there's the ten dollar tier where you get all of our individual shows you get what the fuck did i just watch with shuddy and dom where they watch a goofy movie and then review it Jeff's got Between Two Flushes and The Snack Attacks. I've got uh, Kevin's Nerd Hole. You can watch me play retro video games and even some new ones. Got some Ghost of Tsushima up there and Fall Guys. So plenty and plenty and plenty of content. And when you sign up, you unlock it all. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. Real quick, can I just do a quick shout out, Kevin? Yeah, of course. Uh, I just want to uh, put it out there to listen to my Fade the Media podcast. I'm excited about this week's episode. I'm doing like our own little mock 
versus hip hop battle. Uh, my homie co-host Aza is gonna. Um, it's gonna be an official '90s hip hop um, coast versus battle. So my buddy Aza, co-host, is gonna hold down the East Coast MCs and hip hop tracks. It's 16 rounds. Uh, the other guy, Greg, is gonna do the West Coast. Um, we're gonna have a few judges in me, my homie. I'm trying to get someone else in on it. Um, so please just check it out at Feed the Media. Um, it's coming out Thursday, Thursday morning, Wednesday night. Nice. Word. And uh, voicemails. If you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. And our new email address is madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. And after all that shit, if you got a free second, please plop on over to iTunes or whatever equivalent there is that you use and subscribe and hook your homies up with a five-star review, please, because it goes a long way for our goofy asses. It really does. You guys got anything I, else? Hey, hey, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Apple Podcasts. And yeah. I mean, I still Spotify, got iTunes. Stitcher, whatever. I got iTunes on my desktop. Nice. I still oh. got it. I still got it. I'm keeping it alive. I still, have, I still have AIM as well. <laughs> MSN Messenger. Yeah, my my away message right now is making podcasts. LOL. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else to show. Yeah, well, thanks for listening, friends, and until next time. Ooh, something. Bing boing, bing boing, pimp. All right, let's get into the Zoom meeting. See if it's working. Oops, oops, oops. Hold on. Hey, can you hear me? Oops, I didn't plug this in right. Hold on, hold on. Check, check, check. Try again. You still sound like you're coming through a laptop mic. Well, farts. Oh, nope. Now, you, now you're good. Yeah, I didn't have the iMic plugged in. Yeah, you know how it works. You got to warm up to the to the tech. Do I? How do I sound, Kevin? Um, you're you sound good. I sound okay. Not using the just using the AirPods and the iPad. Yeah, I think okay. even with the blue Yeti, we lost a little bit of the Shuddy Boy glossiness anyway. So this sounds, this sounds on point. Oh, and me. is it picking up the PlayStation this time? Nope. All right. Well, it looks you like can, this is the way we're going from here on out. You can play video games at is, work again. Um. Yep, I can. What happens if I do that? Um. If I record speaker view, it doesn't put me up on the camera when I'm speaking. I mean, you're talking now and you had the yellow box surrounding you. Right. No, what I'm saying is when I record it in speaker view, it'll only show you or Jeff when you're speaking. When I'm speaking, it just shows whoever, whichever one of you was the last one to talk. 
Oh. Oh. All right. Well, what what is it? Because it records it to a cloud, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let's just try I don't it for know a backup what, well, anyway. You know, it, it, I mean, I, I shouldn't save that as definitively as I did because all I'm really commenting on is that it doesn't show me myself talking. It could record oh. it very differently. I think it will. I think you'll be all right. Um, can all you right. give that me was record my permission? Concern. I'm actually... What'd you say? Can you give me record permission? Oh, yes. If I can figure out, let's see, participants, Kevin. Man, my heart's beating all Allow record. And then I'm going to start recording to the cloud now. All right. Oh, I just beefed. I feel like uh, my heart's been beating all fucked up again tonight. And it took a break, but it's, it's been doing it a lot recently. It's the onset of love. Yeah. Um, I think it might... <clears throat> maybe it's due to dehydration, because it was doing it when, a lot when I started drinking every night. And then when I stopped drinking every night, the it heart stopped. palpitations went away. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not drinking. It might just be my lack of... I'm not drinking enough water. Shuddy, can you That's talk probably, again? Because you sound a little loud. I want to check your levels compared to mine. Yo, 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 yo. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah, you're Oop. you're pretty hot. Boing, yoing, yoing, yoing. Jeff, can you talk a so little bit? Is, How hot am I? Am I hotter or less hot than oh, Shuddy? Yeah. It seems like you guys are both a little hot. But hmm, maybe if I just... I'll just boost myself <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and or can you turn down our volume? Like, it works, right? It's not like a tech issue, right? Yeah, it works. <clears throat> do we have a... Do you have, like, a, a bunch of things planned for us to riff on? I watched American Pickle. Kind of. Yeah, so did I. I watched I'm, a couple of things. I'm interested in... Uh, I just found out about that yesterday. And hey. I'm interested in that. Check, check, check. Oh, uh, now I seem like I'm loud. How does my video look oh, never this mind. week compared to last? Is it better? Yeah. Using, it's closer. Does using, is the iPad, well, the iPad camera is in a different spot, but is it better quality? Yeah. You, okay. Because that's what so. I'm doing this for, so if it's not, it's worthless. I think you look great. Thanks, there's Jeff. A, there's a lot Did less you get a haircut? glow. You look a little different than last week. You, Shuddy. Me? No, I, I, I got a haircut the week before last oh. episode. Which means I have a... Well, wait. Yeah, it was... Yep. It was, I believe, my appointment. No, maybe I did. No, I didn't. Man, you're all fucked up today, aren't you, Shuddy? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. Yeah. I second thought maybe I didn't. Oh, but maybe I did. The weeks are all blending together between. Yeah, no, Tuesday was the great flood of 2020. You piss um, your pants? No, because of the hurricane. Oh, that's something we can riff on in the. Uh, in the main show. So it was the Tuesday oh, yeah. before last because I got my haircut on Tuesdays. 
Sweet. Because it's my viruses, day off, so. viruses, tornadoes, floods, just everything's going great here in America. Yep. Come on, Toma, uh, <laughs> T-Dog McDrugs. Emigrate from, from Norway. It's great over here. We're killing it. <laughs> Hope you're not a fan of Big Ten football. You know that T-Dog's McDrugs is Tomas. Yeah, I almost said Tomas, but I prefer saying T-Dog McDrugs. I forget that, too. I'm, it's been a revelation the last week or two of figuring out who everybody in Discord is on other social media. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're him. Okay. Now that I'm correlating the two people together. Yeah, putting profiles to Discord. Man, Jeff, handles. if I if I keel over and die in the middle of the show, um, please drive to Studio City, kick in my door, and get the SD card so we can still post the episode and do... We can be the only podcast that ever had a host die on air. <laughs> no problem. On video I still have even. keys to your, yeah. your apartment. Yeah, I bet the, the laugh button will be kicking themselves over that. All those headlines. <laughs> like, ah, oh, if we only held on for like three more episodes, we would have made history. <laughs> that guy could have died. That would have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I do oh, think man. about that sometimes. W- like, living alone, like... What if I did have some sort of like weird ass stroke or something and fell over? I would just slowly fucking drift off and die because nobody would know. You need a life alert. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's what do. they make them for. Although I have it's a smartphone. Just that very situation. I feel like if I can reach my smartphone, it would be I'd be in the same situation as a life alert. That is true. I'm talking about like if I don't know. Is there anything that fucks you up and you can't like touch your life alert? Like, if, if people got there in time, they could save you, but you, like, can't reach over and push a button, like, oh, no, it's too far away. I'm sure that if you had some sort of stroke or heart attack, you could yeah. be in a position where you're not able to to do that, yes. Like, oh, yeah, like if you fall, like, from a, a high, I don't know, a high roof or something, but somehow you don't land on your life alert, I could see you... Still having life, but not being able to press your life alert. Well, that's why I don't go on roofs. So I can't just be like, Siri, Siri, help me. So to answer your question, I'm not sure what could happen. I think you could say, all you would have to do is say, hey, her name, and call 911. Oh, yeah, I guess we don't want to blurt that out and have everybody (laughs) listening's phone call 911, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was I, being honest. I am being selfish, and I was—I just didn't want my phone calling nine one one. Oh, he's so selfish! I had shoddy. no care for anybody else's phone doing. So it. selfish. Maybe I should just turn my phone off real quick and, and do it. Alexa, I'm going to do it. Suck my dick one last time. If I remember, we're recording this one, right? Yeah, we usually record I, these. I got. I got. <laughs> I got a runny nose, and I'm going to be picking my nose like pretty much all throughout this. Why don't you just blow it, or do you want to be the the new booger bandit? Yeah, just pick your fucking nose. I'll show. Yeah, I'll take the mantle at least for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're all gonna. It's gonna happen to all of us. I pick my nose. I'm gonna forget I'm on camera and just start picking my nose. You ain't gonna catch Uh, me eating it. I pick my nose a lot, and 
I have not done forgotten that we're on camera and I've not picked my nose purposely because I know we're on camera. Jeff, I'm proud of you, Shuddy. Jeff doesn't like just pick his nose. Jeff like fists his nose. I've seen yeah. Jeff dig deep. Yeah. I pretty much announced that I'm looking for stuff in my nose yeah. with my fingers. Oh, the back of my brain's itchy. Let me get that. It didn't come up in my last relationship exit survey, but it, it certainly could have. <laughs> yeah, I had, then, a, I, had an, I had a rebuttal waiting for it. Yeah, well, you fucking pick your ass and eat your dingleberries, so I guess we're even. <laughs> fucking far way more than any girl I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, after Jeff is done fucking digging like third knuckle deep in his nose, then he wants to touch all your shit. Yeah, I don't want to smoke your pot. And I'll pack the bowl, don't worry. <laughs> oh, you don't need a grinder. I'll break it up with my fingertips. <laughs> All right. Well, this smooth this everything over. I won't feel so bad about digging deep into my nose today. <laughs> Got to jump in just head first right into the deep end. That's what I always say. Uh, can you guys hear this? Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu. <laughs> yes, sir. I can. I can. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect Mexican pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> that means we're in business. All right, should we... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to go. We got to do this. You fellers ready? I got to get some weed and stuff. I was born ready. From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 